Ksuvas Perik Vav, Mishnah Vav, 6-6. The Mishnah now considers the dowry of a Yasoma, of an orphan girl, who is not being provided for by the community, but rather by her own father's estate. So, the first case is Yasoma Shehisita Ima Oachea. A girl, we're talking here about a, a, a katana, a minor, who was married off by her mother or her brother. As we discussed previously, the rabbis authorized the mother or or the brother who's a bar mitzvah, to accept Kedushan on her behalf so the girl can get married. Um, so the question is if that's what happened, and it was midata with her consent, meaning the amount that was given to her as her dowry, um, she agreed to, and now she's married. So if that was not a sufficient amount, if they just gave her 150 zuz, which is a small amount, and they could have afforded much more. She is authorized, she's able, when she grows up, meaning when she becomes a nara, bas mitzvah, she's authorized and able to take them to Bezin and force them, meaning her, the estates, her brothers, let's call them, um, to give her her fair share. Now, what's her fair share? According to the Chachamim, and this is the only shita that the Bartanur brings, like Rashi, is one-tenth of the estate that was left behind. The idea being that it's proper, say, Chazal, in their time and their place, that the dowry of a girl in standard, the benchmark should be um, 10% of the assets of the father, and therefore, if he dies and leaves an estate, it should be the normal thing to do, to give one-tenth of the total estate as a dowry to the daughter. That's the sheet of the, of the Chacham here. Um, and that being the case, if she got less than that, so then she can, just because she agreed to take less, it doesn't matter because she was a katana, she was a minor, so whatever she agreed to is meaningless. It doesn't matter what a katana agrees to. And therefore she can get paid the full amount um, when she's older. Now, the mission is going to ask a new question, um, which is, what happens if uh, one of the daughters already was married off by the father in his lifetime, and then a second daughter now is getting married off after he died? So how much does the second daughter give? What happens if the first daughter didn't get 10%? So does that mean the second daughter should get 10% or should she get the same as, as the first? Now the principle is we should do what the father would have wanted. And the assumption is that if we don't know what the father would have wanted, then we can assume he would have wanted to give her 10% because that's normal. But if we have information based on the previous daughter who married while he was alive, that he wasn't giving 10%, he was giving more or less than that. So that would suggest to us that, that the father would have perhaps also wanted to give the second daughter, who's being married off after he died, like the first daughter. Rabbi Hudashita, we'll see now, is that indeed we should give the second the same as the first. And that being the case, that would also reflect back to the previous line of the Mishnah, that the Yisoma is getting married off, Similarly, there's not a standard 10%, but rather whatever the father would have wanted. The Chum are saying 10% is fixed, and the Rebuta is saying, no, it depends. In any case, here the Mishnah says, Rebuta Omer, Im hisi es habas harishona. If the father himself had married off the first daughter, Yinasen l'shniya kaderach shnasen l'rishona. So then, the second daughter should get the same as the first daughter, because that's safe to assume that's what the father would have wanted. The Chacham Omer, but the Chacham say not necessarily. Sometimes a person is poor and gets richer. Or sometimes a person starts having rich and then gets poorer. And in truth, we don't mean just that he's poor. We mean that his attitude towards money changes. So he becomes more or less stingy. 
That being the case of the Chacham, you can't assume just because he gave more or less than 10% to the first order that that is what he'd want to have done to the second order. And therefore, the Chacham's position is no, the second order indeed should be getting 10% of the what was left in the estate, and that's that. The Halacha is going to be like Rabbi Yehuda in principle. Um, so... I'm sorry, I should, I should finish the Mishnah first. The Mishnah says, therefore, say the Chachamim, rather you just appraise the entire state what was left behind and give her one-tenth. Now, the halach is like Rabbi Yehuda, which is that we want to do what the, there's not a fixed rule of 10%, but rather we want to do what was consistent based on what the Father's wishes were. Um, now, obviously, <clears throat> to decide what the Father's wishes were um, is a tricky business, and it sort of depends on numerous factors. But in principle, if it came to this, that we're sitting in Bezdin and we're trying to figure out what's the proper dowry uh, for this, this girl who's married off with an orphan girl and there's, a, and there's a previous marriage that happened to her first daughter. So then indeed the halakha would be the Bezdin should take all factors into account to try to make their best assessment of what the father would have wanted given whatever information they have what's available to them rather than the fixed 10%. Now just one last point before I, I stop the recording here. I just have to say, I think many people um, question the equity of when it comes to inheritance, all the boys inherit, and the girls don't inherit anything. Um, there's a lot to be discussed on that point, but I just want to make one important um, observation over here, which is that whole that whole discussion, the whole, that whole calculus changes radically once you are mindful of the fact that while girls don't get an inheritance um, with the boys, they are getting a dowry of 10% of the whole estate and they're, under normal circumstances if the husband, the father's alive, they would be getting that that dowry you know, early on in their lives during their father's lifetime. And uh, it's not at all clear to me just on just the perfect, simple, you know accounting, calculus, the mathematics you know, financial planning, what is a better deal? Getting 10% of the estate at the beginning of one's life when, they, when, when one gets married or getting you know, his prorated fair share of the uh, the estate upon the death at the end of, more or less, close to the end of one's life, at the death of one's father. 